Welcome to the teaching ministry of Steve Franklin. Steve's calling is to coach champions in the kingdom of God. Our prayer for you as you listen to this word of encouragement and instruction is that you'll be built up in your faith and encouraged to take the next step in your development as one of God's true champions. Here's Steve. Here's what we're going to do. Let's turn, or you can look up here on the screen, Ephesians 3. And uh, Pastor Jeremiah and I will be taking turns, however the Spirit of God uh, leads. We don't really know either, but uh, we're going to do this together. So let me give you a little background first on uh, the book of Ephesians. And by the way, this mighty passage, as I'm closing the um, series on the love of God, is one of the pinnacles of love. In fact, I want you to know that Ephesians three fourteen through 20 uh, contains a prayer I pray over you every day. God has assigned me as your spiritual shepherd or one of them to pray over you certain things every day. And these are, and here's the way I see it. I cannot improve on scriptures that God sees fit to record in the Holy Word of God. I mean, I, I can't improve on that. So I uh, pray these scriptures over you every day. So let's get a little bit of background. In 55 AD, the Apostle Paul wrote the book of Ephesians, and it's considered by many to kind of be the pinnacle of his writings, and there's good reason for that. Uh, the, the Ephesian church was very near and dear to his heart. For one thing, he assigned when he left. And by the way, uh, the work there was really, really deep. It had to be because there was so much worldliness in this city of Ephesus because um, there was all kind of pagan gods there. The goddess Diana you might read in the book of Acts where there were just outcries, great is Diana of the Ephesians. She was a, a pagan, um, very uh, sensual goddess. And uh, there were all kinds of reasons why the gospel wouldn't prevail in Ephesus. How many of you know nothing is more powerful than the power of God. In fact, it was so powerful and so appealing that the Apostle Paul spent two years in the city of Ephesus. The Bible says, teaching daily from house to house. How about that? Understand this, that there were no official church buildings until the 200s A.D. So you don't... The structure is not what makes a church. It's the organism, not the organization even. It's the living Jesus in the heart of his, uh, his sons and daughters. Well, this, can you imagine listening to the Apostle Paul's teachings every day for two years? No wonder the book of Ephesians is sometimes called the deepest of the epistles. They had a background uh, from a called-out apostle who spent two years daily ministering in that city. And then 
he left uh, his special son, Timothy, turned the pastorate of the Ephesians, the, the church of Ephesus, over to his special son, Timothy. Um, what, a, what a background. But I want you to know this. Paul wrote this from prison. So after these great times of ministry, great times of outpouring of the Spirit, now he was incarcerated, treated like a common criminal in the prison of Rome. Out of this incredible adversity, this loneliness, this suffering, came the greatest work of the Holy Spirit. We need to go to school on that because I believe that God would say to you today that if you're in that place of great suffering and loneliness, of confusion about God, why would you let this happen? Understand that God can do his mightiest work in you during the times of your own struggle. So this incredible book breathed by the Spirit of God and penned by the Apostle uh, is available to us. And so now that you uh, know the background, Pastor, I'll let you take the, up there in uh, verse 14 and uh, talk to us a little bit about these next few verses. Um, verse 14, it says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father, my Lord Jesus Christ, and... Uh, all of you that have the little sermon notes that I put together, if you can see the title, it says, "We, when we love, we pray. When we love. So really this is, Paul is doing what the Spirit would want him to be doing. Interceding, praying. I shared just a moment ago that I said that prayer is a powerful weapon that God has given the church. And if you think about it, go through the scriptures and see where men prayed and God moved. Women prayed and God moved. And so for us, we, we have to realize that God's heart and passion is that we pray. That's what Paul, it's, it's for me that what comes out is that, Jeremiah, the people you really love and care about, are you praying for them? If you truly want to see God move in that circumstance, in that situation, and that's what Paul's heart is for the ministry work that he done in Ephesus, Lord, hey, don't let it fall on bad ground. Bear up fruit. How many of us that we go do a work, we want to see fruit come from it, amen? amen. So Paul is praying that that God would do a powerful work. And, you know, when I think about uh, also with, with this um, uh, in prayer, uh, I said it's a weapon, but what is the ministry of Christ right now? He's praying. For who? For <laughs> So Paul is, is, is powerful. I, so I want us to think about how much time do I truly give to prayer for 
those that are in my circle, those where God has allowed me to go and do a labor. I worked down at the University of Alabama with our players and young man that works with me. We get together. If I'm not down there, we get together by phone. And every name on that roster, we pray for. Every coach, administration, we make it a point that we petition heaven on behalf. That's part of our, my responsibility of what God's come to. Same thing with our congregation here. Amen? Amen. The next verse says, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. So God is the creator. Our father is the creator of all families. You and I are part of it. You know, one, one of the things that I, I also just touch on the background a little bit, it, when you, what we have here in, in you look at the Bible as a whole, and you, you have the Old Testament and the New Testament. What's exciting to me about what with, with Ephesus is that God is reclaiming the nations. Paul has a, a mandate to the Gentiles, nations. And through what God is doing is he's reclaiming his family. He's taking the good news of the gospel of Jesus, and Paul is an ambassador. He's a, an apostle of that, and he's proclaiming this good news to the family that God created. I want to focus in on the word uh, name. You know, when you name something, that, that tells that you have authority there. So all of us sit up under the authority of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Amen? That's what Paul understood. In his commission, what he was called to do. There's a king. He has a kingdom. You and I are part of it. Amen? It's an eternal kingdom. And God has named it. He has authority over it. Amen? Verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory mm. to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. That he would grant or give to you. That he would give to the Ephesians, what? According to the riches of his glory. I like, you know what I like to look at this? Man, that'd be according to what God's bank account is. Mm. What's in his bank account? Can you write a check that's too big? Amen. Can we saints? What problem you and I have that is too big for God to solve? That if when you petition him, he can't answer it. What mountain he can't move? We, ought, we should be excited about what? The very fact that when we go to our Father, Heavenly Father, that he, guess what? He's sitting and waiting to give it to us. That he would grant them according to what? His riches where? Not on the earth, but in glory. You ever looked up? You ever looked up at night? Whew. He created it all. That's his glory you're looking at. So if you can look at all of that, then you can bring it all the way back down to your little bit of your problem you and I have. Amen? 
And then you know what God, you, you, then you realize, oh, he got plenty of money. We, I want to use it that way. You, you understand? He has, he can come. Is it love that you need to put on the circumstances? Is it joy you need to put on it? Is it patience you need to, what, what is it? According to his riches. We have a rich God. Amen. His currency won't ever run out. <laughs> you don't have to worry about inflation. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Mm. To be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Mm. The word in there you, we, we focus on is his might, his dunamis, his power. Where is it? In you, in me. Amen. Now, what, what, what is God? So when, when Paul is writing this right here, guess what he's letting for, for, for? It's a mystery that's being revealed. Because until the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, the Spirit of God came upon man. But now he'll live in man to become one with man based on Genesis 1.26. Oh, hallelujah. How y'all sitting down on that, saints? Amen. I'm going to say, how are you sitting down on that? Where is he at? In you. That's why we can greet you every Sunday as Holy One. Good morning, saints. That's so, I'm, I'm strategic when I say good morning, saints. I'm looking at what? Holy One. The Spirit of God, the creator of heaven and earth, lives in you. And he wants to strengthen your inner man. Why? Because that's the headquarters. Everything flows from the inside out. Your spirit, your thoughts, to your actions. So, he wants, to he wants to strengthen your mental man, your spiritual man, so that whatever the circumstance, I was sharing this with Pastor Steve, I said, you know, when the Lord saved me and the Spirit of God came to live within, he gave me strength to overcome the circumstances, to overcome the situations that I was faced with on a daily basis. The chaos, where there was chaos, he brought peace. Amen? Amen. And gave me a vision that, hey, you can overcome all of these things, Jeremiah. Woo! Do you, are, you, are you nurturing your love relationship with him? You know, that's the first relationship that every person has or should have. Right? If I want a healthy relationship with coworkers, guess what I need to have? A healthy relationship with God. Amen. Whatever God's called you to do horizontally, you need that vertical relationship. Strong. You need it to be live. It needs to be alive. It needs to be passionate. I, I, and I say that because that's what it took for me as I, I, in my experience growing up with the circumstances and situations that I grounded in it. Whew. Think about what that doesn't say. 
that you may be rooted and grounded, doesn't say be rooted and grounded in knowledge, doesn't say be rooted in, because you know what, you can know a lot of stuff and still be moved by every circumstance and the attacks of the evil one. There's a lot of people that have a lot of knowledge, but have been moved off, uh, ungrounded in their faith. What God wants for us is to be grounded, Wayne, in our love, that agape, that unconditional love of God. You know, you can have all the degrees and all the knowledge. You can have wisdom. You can have resources. But did you know that resources won't root you and ground you? It's subject to change. Well, Pastor, I've got this and this and this and this and this. This is a changing world. Do you know, if you don't know that the Lord is your shepherd and therefore you shall not want, if you've got all your confidence in what you've accumulated, you may be in for a sad landing. He takes care of our need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. God is not in a recession, and he's never going to be. You stay in covenant with God. You continue to do your part to believe God, to return what he asks you to return, and he will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, and heaven is not broke. But why does he do that? It's out of the love of God. It's the love of God. That's what roots us in grounding. How many of you know that regardless of how much knowledge we accumulate and how mature we think we are, something can come into our life that'll move us off of the root and the groundedness of love. And when that happens, there's a lot of hurt, a lot of loss. Remember last week we talked about the violation of love being bitterness. It starts with hurt. It then goes on into anger, and then if it sticks around, it turns into bitterness, and bitterness poisons everything. We can't be rooted and grounded in love if we allow ourselves to become bitter. And when we're not rooted and grounded, we're moved off of that base that God has given us. You know, in athletics, we always learn, uh, Pastor, that you got to keep a wide base if you're going to be successful in what you're supposed to do. Otherwise, you'll be easily moved, right? You get out of position. Same thing's true in our walk with the Lord. We get out of our position of walking in fellowship and the power of the Holy Spirit when our base is moved. And our base is intimate walk with the Spirit of God. And what does he say here? That we may be able to comprehend with all the saints, that all of us would begin to truly understand the love of God. It's not some syrupy, permissive stuff that says God loves me and he loves every choice I made. It's, it's the, that, grant, that rooted, grounded position of love that walks in obedience to the word of God and the boundaries thereof for our own blessing. The love of God. What he wants us to know, and this is what I pray over you and over Dean and me every day, that we would come to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. 
The word there, knowledge, in the Greek, the original language in the New Testament is gnosko. And it means to know intimately by experience. It's not a collection of facts. Okay, I know. Okay, God loves me. I know that. But it is the intimate revelation of it that comes by the indwelling Spirit of God. The love of God's poured out in our heart by who? By who? The Holy Spirit of God who dwells in us. And what God wants for us, here's how God defines a mature believer. Somebody who's getting more fully developed in my love every day. Are we maturing? Are we taking steps forward? Are we rooted and grounded? Can we pray for, out of love for God, for those we disagree with? Can we pray for those who've injured us? Can we go to the cross of Jesus and say, Father, forgive them. They don't really know what they're doing. Can we do that to those who hurt us? Can we pray in the love of God? That's how, we, that's how God defines maturity, that we'll grow up into a, a mature child of God through great, more increasing revelation of the love of God. All right, Pastor, we'll finish this up. Amen. You look at verse 20. It says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, exceeding, you look that word up and we get the word uh, hyperbole, hyperbolo, how it may be pronounced. And it's, that's be. Beyond measure. See, if the devil can keep you from understanding your identity and what you have access, the power that lives in you and wants to work through you when we're willing to walk in obedience, to love, to give. So, you know, I can remember when I was playing football and so I could you know, you, my position was corner. My job description was, I, I mean, you, you got to cover the wide receiver. Now, that guy, might, he might be 6'2", six, 6'3", six, way bigger than me. Bigger, faster, stronger. Well, can I run over to coach and say, well, uh, he's bigger, faster, stronger, so can you change the job description? <laughs> hey, man, can, can you do that? When, you, when it looks like in the natural you don't have the measurables, what do you do? You got to know what you have access to. You got to know who lives in you. Amen. 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 You got to know the power that you have access to that lives in you. So I would line up at that, little, that left cornerback position. And so you know what I went? I went and got the word of God, Pastor Steve, and I brought the word of so. Brought the word of God, Ephesians 4.13. I can do. Who? You. We already know God can do all things. Guess what he's saying? In, in me living in you, abiding in you, guess what you can do, Paul? With the assignment I've given you to go into the Gentile world. Paul realized that was a hard job. A very difficult job. 
but he realized who lived in it. Hallelujah. Saints, I pray you get, you ask God to give you revelation on this. Because when you get revelation on it, whoo, look out the world, look out world, look out world. Y'all hear what I'm Look out world. Amen. Amen. And I'm not talking about arrogantly, I'm talking about confidently, humbly knowing who you are in Christ, the power that dwells in you. And what he'll do through you. Because guess what the love of God does? Gives you hope in every circumstance, in every situation. Guess what God, his character is. I love you, Jeremiah. I want the best for you. And when I did, guess what I was able to do? Testify of the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. You know what God wants? He wants to get the glory. That's why he'll work mightily, powerfully through you. But he wants us to have that confidence. Who lives on the inside of you? When last time you thought about God, the Holy Spirit, the third person we sing, the Trinity, the creator is right there in the midst of creation, living on the inside of us. That's why we, we should handle life as I like to share with my wife at our home is that we handle life carefully. Do you handle life carefully? Gently. People meet you for the first time. What do they walk away? This power should be in. When people meet, are you gentle? Are you kind? How, what kind of, are you, are you rough? Still got some edges about, all, I, I, I've had to grow in this area. Spirit's had to teach me, Jeremiah. And I, so I told you, I said, you know, baby, the older I get, the more. I said, I want my grandkids to know how powerful you are. That's because of the Spirit working in and through them. When I meet and touch, and God gives us a chance to meet, and to live life. That's what God's calling together. People that meet us for the first time. And that's what was churning on the inside of me when I walked in Walgreens. I need prayer. Oh, we got access to that. Come on. Let's do it. No, amen. No, because my God is what? Look what it says. Now to him who's able to do what? Exit more than enough. I want to say this. Well, I ain't got no prayer for you. You ever, you ever been there? Someone has had a need. God brings somebody in your life to have. Well, I ain't got, I ain't got enough for me. He says, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can what? Ask or think according to the power that works in us. Can I finish with one other scripture we can cross-reference to real quick, Pastor Steve, if that's okay? Go to 1 Peter. I'm sorry, 2 Peter. Go to 2 Peter, chapter 1. Whoo, amen. This, the word of God don't excite the saints. What you, what you, what's going to excite us? It's not the word of God, amen. When we're operating in it, when it's operating in it. Look at what it says. I'm going to go down to verse, I'm going to start with verse 3. 
this, I think this is a great cross reference. It says, and as his divine power has given to us some things. How many? All that pertain to what? Life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us, given to us again or granted to us. Mm. Exceedingly, there's that word again. <laughs> they say, you know, God don't know how to do it but one way. He's, going, he, he's an overflow God. Didn't make one star. Amen. <laughs> Did he? He didn't make one planet. Come on, y'all get this. He didn't. He's, a, he's an exceed abundantly. Mm. Come to know that character about him. That's him. So when you're in your expectation, as you approach whatever it is, exceedingly, abundantly, more. You know, I call, I, you know what I, when you go back and you, we look at, we, we read about the cross, the life and the death and the resurrection. Do you realize what that is? You know what I call it? The great exchange. Paul's got the opportunity to broadcast to all men in the Gentile world the great exchange of what's happened. In the universe, the God of heaven is announcing. What's the exchange? Condemnation. Now salvation. Woo! Where there's been hate, now there can be love. Where there's been mourning, now there can be joy. Where there's been what? Blindness, now there's vision. Where, where there's been sickness, now there can be health. Where there's been poverty, now there can be wealth. Woo! That's our Savior. That's what's announced to the world. You and I have access to that. Exceedingly. Get out the poorhouse with your thinking, saints. Get your thinking up. Get your thought process up. Listen to what he goes as he closes on. We close right. Exceedingly great and precious what? Promises. That through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. Having done what? Escape the corruption that is in the world. Exceedingly and abundantly. That's where God wants you to think. Close this. You know, when I, I played in 1979 through 82 at Alabama, and uh I look back at it when we played teams. You know, we was trying to—we weren't trying to score one touchdown. A bunch of them. Mm -hmm. We was trying to beat the other team so bad it might get the coach fired. <laughs> Amen. And we were scoring points back then when we ran the wishbone. We put up points like they put up today—an abundance. We weren't trying to win by one point, by two. No, we want to blow you out the stadium today. Amen? You realize what the work of Jesus did to the principalities and to the powers exceedingly and abundantly when he, when he was raised from the dead? Serve an exceeding abundant God. He's living on the inside of you and me. You take that thought process to whatever the job description is, whatever God's called you to do, that needs to be your thought process when, you, when you're approaching it. Amen? Amen. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Amen. Well, it may not be fun for anybody else, but it's fun for me and you, on it? I see Emmanuel back there. I listened to one of his sermons that he preached last Sunday at Christ the King Anglican. What a wonderful church that is over in Hoover. We're all on the same team. It was a great message there, brother. We're proud of you. Thank you, Lord, for sons and daughters in the faith, right? Right? Father, we thank you and praise you here today that you're more than enough. More than enough. Forgive us for our petty thinking. Forgive us for allowing the news of the world to try to define what we think about reality. Thank you that you are the truth and your word is the truth. Lord, renew our minds by the Spirit of God through the word of the living God. Now bless these who are hearing this word today, God. Fill them with hope in life. Fill them, Lord. Lord, by your Spirit, take them to a new level of intimacy with you, knowing that everything has already been put under your feet. You've got this, and that you're at work, even in their suffering, you're at work to do something great and mighty for your own glory. We thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we'll see you next week. Go with God. He's going with you. You can access more of Steve Franklin's teachings online at www.sfmin.com.